Support for this podcast is provided by Cosmic, a Portland-based agency consisting of technologists, storytellers, and strategists who help nonprofits and B Corps quickly grow revenue and impact. Start growing your mission-driven organization with Cosmic at AmplifyPDX.com. Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. We're recording this right after Thanksgiving. I'm uh, having a hard time getting back in the groove of things and hopefully everybody's doing well and uh, as we head into more of the holidays. I'm excited to have a guest on the podcast that I saw a mutual connection, shared something on LinkedIn. And I thought it'd be really interesting to have uh, this person on, uh, Chad Brown, who's the founder and president of Soul River Inc. and Love is King. Both of them are nonprofits. Uh, Soul River is a nonprofit that focuses on connecting veterans, introducing diverse urban youth of color to the outdoors, nature conservation, and growing young leaders and advocates for public lands. And recently, Chad also launched a new nonprofit, uh, Love is King. And I saw uh, a YouTube series called Shades of Water. And I will get into this in the conversation. But Chad, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So Chad, let's get into just, uh, you know, I gave a little overview of what the nonprofits are, but I'd love for you to share more about your work and, you know, the the nonprofits you started. You know, I, I would say, you know, the breadth of my work is it's all centered around bringing, opening up new spaces in our wild spaces on our rivers for at-risk youth of color and also veterans. But also it extends into uh, BIPOC communities that may have a fear of stepping into wild spaces mm. um, by themselves, actually. And so that's kind of like the gist of the breadth of my work. But it also extends to advocacy, taking a learning how to use your voice to advocate for uh, public lands and our freshwater and wildlife. Definitely within the conservation space is predominantly, you know, a, a, a white space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about the recreation. I'm much more talking about more from the political uh, mm. advocacy standpoint where you don't see voices of color in those congressional spaces to have these kind of conversations when it comes to where your tax dollars go to versus your bills and rights, et cetera, on public lands when it comes to rules, rights and regulations. And so I am really working really hard to try to bring more of those voices into those arenas and young voices as well, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. very, very important when you are talking about, you know, establishing, you know, some kind of bill to give access to a, a waterway or public lands or to not give access. And when you have just one voice 
speaking of that, it's kind of hard to represent all voices of communities to where the reality we should have many diverse voices in that space to be able to speak. That way there's proper representation for everyone. Oh, because what may go, what may be right for them, it may be wrong for me. And so I think it's very important, you know, to be able to make that happen. So a lot that's where a lot of my work really spins around. And then with my nonprofit work with Soul River Inc., uh, that is really focused around youth of color, uh, ages from 13 to uh, 18 years old, and merging these youth with these are these young adults with uh, veterans. You know, mm-hmm. veterans who have served our country. Um, there's an even exchange of uh, services between each other to where that veteran gives that big brother, big sister, or that leadership coach to that youth and help them navigate uh, their issues and their lives. And in exchange, um, that youth is giving veterans purpose. Uh, simple. What, however that lands on that veteran and whatever's going on with that veteran, that's really what that purpose is for, for that veteran to be able to see it through. And you bring these two worlds together. It's kind of like an iron sharpening iron. Yeah. Uh, they're on water together. There's fly fishing together. There's building community together. And it's it's a uh, human serving a human, you know. And I think that's kind of like uh, one of the biggest things that we miss in our communities. And also we miss in how we find healing in the outdoors is that nourishment of how we can serve one another mm. through the act of love and, mm-hmm. and, and how we can support one another, which is the most important thing that we need um, that's better than a prescription that a doctor gives you. Yeah. Well, well, Chad, you know, thanks for that overview. And you mentioned a couple of things that healing through outdoors. I want to get into that, but I want to talk about your kind of background because you're also a person of, of many talents. Your background really is you're a photographer, cinematographer, you produce documentary films. And I've, I've seen, uh, you know, as I've got to uh, research you a little bit, some really prominent work you've done, what's, what's your kind of personal story with the outdoors and how did you get into this? Cause you have a career doing these other things. So <laughs> yeah, a circumstance got me into the outdoors, but let me just back up a little bit because I was actually, I was born in my family, how I was raised. I was, I, I, I grew up in the outdoors, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, my, my father was a hunter cowboy, you know, my mom was an artist, uh, kind of, uh, uh, hippie <laughs> type of person. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so I grew up with grass beneath my toes and running around barefooted and, and feeding the hogs and, and the goats and the pigs and, and going hunting with my dad, you know? And, and so, uh, that was kind of like my upbringing, but the outdoors has always been in my blood and it's always been in me. But, uh, later in life, I guess I strayed away from a lot of that and especially from the military. And, and when I came out of the service, I was a little bit more disconnected from the outdoors at that time. I was dealing with much more of personal issues from the military uh, when I was uh, dealing with PTSD, you know, and dealing with some major issues mentally. And, and so through a course of um, trials and errors of me trying to fight my own personal demons, it led me to a point of potential suicide, you know, and, and I was actually um, uh, homeless for a good chunk of time. Uh, right in the streets in Portland. And uh, when I was found with the, uh, with my weapon to try to take my life, and I was really drugged up with a lot of medications that the hospital gave me, the VA gave me, that was right at the turning point when there was uh, a friend of mine that took me to the river 
and said, um, you know, this is where I used to come to deal with my um, my my divorce stuff, you know, and mm. I was like, oh, you know, and so one thing, you know, led to another and I ended up stepping in that water and, and learn how to talk myself how to fly fish and put mm. myself around a couple of people that knew how to fly fish and also taught me as well, even more. And that became kind of like my 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 magic sauce in the in the medicine bottle right there, you wow. know nature became my healing. And so it was certain, it was dark circumstances that put me back where I had to deal with my demons, but it also, it made me confront myself again with nature and to uh, really allow nature to work within me to help me find my, my steps, my walk mm-hmm. again, uh, you know, and, and, you know, with the whole arts and the film and photography, et cetera. You know, that was something I went to school for before all of this. And it was, it's a passion of mine. And I did a lot of work in New York, in LA and Hong Kong, et cetera, you know? And so that's been kind of like one of my biggest passions is being able to tell stories, um, design work, photography work, film work. And I had to put that to the side um, when I was dealing with my stuff, you know? Mm. And so when I, got to a place of healing through nature and fly fishing and finding my organization, Soul River Inc. Once my steps got a little bit much stronger and my the clarity in my mind got a little bit much more focused, it started to put me back into that driver's seat to where I was now able to tap into more of my creative uh, side and start using that creativity instead of, at one point, I used my creativity to help put products on the market and, 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 and build brand stories around products, et cetera. Mm. But now I'm redirecting my talent towards more of helping to elevate and tell stories of underserved voices, whether it's indigenous communities or it's BIPOC communities, but being able to bring those voices into a surface to where people can be able to hear their stories, you know, and there's, there's many stories of the outdoors and the rivers, and there's a lot of stories that has been put out from a Caucasian standpoint, but there's very, very little stories that you hear mm-hmm. of what the connections are amongst many diverse of individuals of the BIPOC community. Yeah. You know, and so I think if we can get more stories out there that can marry with more of the, you know, like Caucasian stories, then we have a breadth of beauty of, you know, conglomerate of, of storytelling, right? You know, and and we can be able to, you know, sit and be entertained and be inspired by many stories, uh, you know. And and so and then I think with the storytelling, it also unveils people that do have interests. You know, it unveils people's other people's advocacy in those spaces where a lot of people have no idea that there was a Hispanic community that is you know, into the waters ways and, and wanting to advocate or an African-American community or an Asian-American community. And so I think, um, you know, Hollywood has really done a great job as, as establishing one story, one face and one color, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's been the storytelling through, you know, years and years and years of everything you see. But it's time to like change that because in our world that we live in in America, you know, we are a breath of of many different facets of identities and diverse communities. And with that alone, when you look at that, 
it must make you scratch your head that there has to be other people out there that are interested, that want to support, that want to take a stand for your public lands and fresh water. They just don't know how to put it out yeah. there. Right? Out there, right? Through my work, my creative work, I swear I like to direct and a lot of my creative work is helping to help tell those stories and also help advocate and elevate the organizations that I run as well uh, from a creative standpoint. Well, Chad, thanks for sharing your your own story. It's really inspirational um, and I, I appreciate you, you know, be able to share that. And um, thank you. The, the Shades of Water series that I think is pretty new, right? It's, I think you put yeah. it up maybe a couple of weeks ago and that storytelling is unique in, in the voices you're profiling. And so I want to learn about, you know, what's kind of next for the organization. Cause I think I saw something you're working with like Senator Wyden on certain things, or what's the connection between some of the, the congressional work you're, you're doing with the nonprofits. Really that connection is really, you know, when the work that Senator Ron Wyden is doing with the river democracy act and, and, and helping to raise their awareness, he's been doing this work for a bit. And what's interesting is that around when you look at the work, the breadth of his work with the River Democracy Act, it's really one one sided of 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 race of white, you know, race, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that that's just what it is when you're in the mm-hmm. conservation space, you know, you know. And so having an opportunity working with Cinderella White, it allowed to open this up to other diverse communities to help stand in and show a conglomerate of diversity, not just a white voice, but a white voice, an Asian voice, a black voice. And I think that's where the heart and the strength will definitely come from and the power of influence, right? You know, and, and it opens it up. And plus, when you start to have those kind of representations in that space, it inspires many people of diverse. It inspires, I mean, it's interesting because the, the shades of water. I presented that to um, to the uh, Appalachian State uh, up in North Carolina uh, mm-hmm. to the school folks and the students who were a diverse group saw the shades of water. They were really inspired by that, you know, and because it's like you know we can have recreation and recreation is something that we're constantly working on it, but by default, there's the people interacting and doing it. But when you're talking about stepping across that line into much more a congressional type of space, mm-hmm. that's it, it is hard to navigate. It's, and it's very seldom you'll see diverse voices in that space. Yeah. And so the folks at Appalachian State, they were really inspired by that. They were like, wow, you know, uh, when they saw this African-American woman uh, paddleboarding and how she was paddleboarding and then taking a stand and speaking about the river, the markets that that was an education piece, but it was also an inspirational piece to some of the young ladies that was watching her, you mm-hmm. know, and they were like, wow, you know, I, I didn't know that you can, you can, I, I can advocate and, and, and do something. I said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know? So I think, you know, you know, working with Senator Ron Wyden is, has definitely giving, um, uh, a really interesting, inspiring opportunities for many diverse voices of being able to step into and see that that they can not just recreate, but also be a stakeholder in that right. area, in that space. Basically. Yeah, and it, it thanks, Chad. And it it seems like he, so. You have it's interesting because you have 
you know, the part of this nonprofit is that work being done and actually getting some traction with folks like Senator Wyden. But going back to the original mission, what I got out of the videos too, when I watched some of them is really that connection and like the healing yep. that can have. Yep. And in yep. those voices you're profiling, you know, I'll be very candid. Like, yeah, you don't see that. Right. right? And right. so I, I was really struck by why isn't the, these stories, why aren't these stories being told? So for you to step up and do that and and hopefully you're getting support you know, for your nonprofits to do that. So I would love to talk about yeah. how, how are folks supporting the nonprofit? How, how, how can people maybe find and learn more about to support it? Cause I, uh, you know, I, I've been on a board of a nonprofit. I know how hard it is <laughs> to, to keep it going. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with both nonprofits with Love is King and Soul River Inc., you know, we are definitely the, the, the heart of a nonprofit is always trying to raise money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's a donation button on, on both pages. So you can go to if you want to do that. But we're also always looking for many volunteers to help support on many logistics and resources that we're trying to establish and put in place uh, with mm-hmm. both organizations. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with Soul River Inc., we're always looking for volunteers, especially, you know, folks who may have an education background or working with youth and also a background work with veterans. Uh, so we're constantly looking for volunteers with Soul River Inc. And also we're looking for women veterans. Um, that's, that's a big thing for Soul River is, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people think that it's all boys, but we have like a 90% turnout of young ladies in the wow. organization. Yeah. <laughs> you know? wow. And so we're constantly looking for women veterans to come in and play that, you know, women's strong role model to where they can help connect with the young ladies that are coming through the program as well. Mm. Uh, you know, and so that's a that's a big thing for Soul River Inc. And so with Love is King, we do a lot of different types of um, logistics of uh, uh, experiences uh, that help communities bridge into the outdoors on the basic level. And so with these kind of um, engagements, it does acquire a lot of volunteer support to help logistics to make that happen. And and so we're constantly looking for volunteers to help out with uh, Love is King and the initiatives, which is heritage events. And that's what we do. uh, That's that's put in partnership with uh, the Forest Park Conservancy folks here in Portland as well. And so, but yeah, and, you know, you can find us online and, you know, we have applications that are available online as well. Um, You know, and if if anyone has uh, any information that are, you know, they're seeking information about either one of the two organizations, you can just easily email us just right, right on the website as well. But yeah. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, I'll be sure to share all this in the the notes for for the episode. Uh, Well, uh, you know, you're running this, both these, these things, all the work you do from Oregon, from Portland. It seems sounds like these have some national implications. You're doing stuff around the country. You know, I always like to ask is how has it been running your business, your nonprofits from Oregon and sp- specific to these causes you're doing it and, you know, pros and cons. I'm always open to learning about, you know, the great things we have here to help support these, but maybe some of the things that are so the challenging, the roadblocks and some yeah. other things. Yeah. You know, it's it's been really it's been interesting running both organizations, but I think I have to I, I definitely have to put it out there that I, I would advise anyone to open up two organizations at the same time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I think I was a little bit too uh 
over inspired, I just, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but now, now I got it. So I got to run it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I think with the work I do, especially in Oregon, it's been well-received. We, we get a lot of support, a lot of success comes from many different uh, ways of helping with the organization on a national level, especially with Soul River Inc. Uh, never really had a problem of, of roadblocks. I think the biggest roadblock or the biggest challenge that I have even today is the fundraising piece, you know, mm-hmm. uh, constantly, you know, trying to raise uh, enough money for the programming, you know, and, and so that's a, a forever ending uh, battle for the organization. And so I'm constantly going after grants and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, the best way I can to make that work. And, and we've been blessed, you know, we've been really blessed by mm-hmm. some really awesome supporters around us and foundations, private foundations, also corporate companies uh, that has stepped in and helped out from a financial standpoint and also from a resource and gear standpoint, you know. And so I'm not gonna, I'm not complaining at, at all. You know, it's just the blessings is definitely there. I have had some roadblocks and, you know, I would say roadblocks that with Soul River, I would say Oregon, I've experienced it with Oregon and beyond, but, you know, I, there's folks here that's, that's against military, you know, so we're not military anymore, but we're a bunch of vets. Our lives has um, come from different ways and different, you know, challenges. And, you know, and so there's been some interesting uh, roadblocks of people that will, um, let's just say, the mentality of the Vietnam War era still carries on, you know, that cloud. And so that cloud tends to hover on many, many veterans, even though that we're, we are disconnected from the Vietnam War era and, and we're moving on in our lives. But uh, apparently that mindset, it, it still lives in many folks. And so mm-hmm. I would come across challenging, ignorant roadblocks from folks, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. will. Uh, place and point fingers at vets and where it's, yeah, been pretty challenging with that. And yeah, but we yeah. found ways to push through it and we found ways to overcome that. That's, you know, leave it up the vet. We're good. We're good for that. Overcoming things, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and, um, but yeah, you know, with love is king, same thing, you know, well-received. Uh, we, we get a lot of support from many folks, but I think love is, love is king actually, pulls the um it pulls the questionable emotional cord in in white folks where it's the experiences of BIPOC and the fear that lurks in the outdoors amongst BIPOC and their experiences, at times it can be challenged and 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 and, 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 and like I would say challenge and and put into a denial uh, where it's like, you know, the outdoors is green and it's green for everybody. I've never experienced nothing bad. So how can you experience something bad? Well, we are from two different worlds. Right. <laughs> you no, know, we, we have two different types of experiences. We come from two different, you know, places on uh, where we come from, you know, sip inside the track and our skin color is different. And so there's a reality check where, some people, especially people of color, will experience some things based off of their skin color. And then the reality is there are people in this in society that has something against 
a person's skin color. That's just the fundamental reality check-in. Rather, if you don't want to believe that or not, but there's people in our society that are wired like that. And, and so, so, I, we, so we, we face those kind of, but we find ways to overcome that as well and move forward. Because again, at the end of the day, rather if you're white, black, Hispanic, or even if you're Air Nation, it's all about the love and how we can support one another, uh, regardless if you are against it or not. But it's love is what's going to rise up, is what's going to change things, and is what's going to pierce through the hate, the ignorance, the bigotry, and the racism all in one. And Chad, thanks for being on the show. I am completely inspired by you know what you're doing and you know the nonprofit specific to the outdoors. Like I mentioned, I'm from here. It's a big part of my upbringing, and I think these stories, like I said, just they're not being shared and you know, big kudos to you for doing this. And I want people to go out and support what you're doing. And I'm excited to follow along, see what we're doing too. So, you know, before we go, what's, what are some web, websites you can throw out or, or, or where can people find the Shades of Water series to just to check it out and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, you can find both organizations at soulriverinc.org and the other one is loveisking.org. And you can find Shades of Water right now uh, Shades of Water is living on the Our Organs uh, Rivers platform right now, which is OurOrgansRivers.com. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. And I think I saw some of them are uh, clips are on YouTube too. Through Yes. This. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Chad, thanks so much for uh, being on the show. I really you know, love learning about the work you're doing. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of That Cast a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.